Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review Friday Night SmackDown. Done a bit of a switcheroo between you and Hamlet here. He reviewed AEW Rampage. And, uh, yeah, you've got the hospital pass that is this episode of SmackDown. Not a great one. No, I mean, I volunteered because, you know, he he's made his bed, hasn't he, as the um, self-professed stamphlet. So I've taken liberties with that designation and just said, well, if you like it a bit, I hate all of it. <laughs> but if you like it a shred of a much, then, you know, you can just do all the, all the podcasts on the SmackDown and I'll do Rampage. I thought, you know what? He likes AWA more than WWE. So I thought, you know what? I'll take the bullet. I will watch and review SmackDown. And yeah, not a good show at all. Brock Lesnar's great value. Brock Lesnar's great, but I, uh, and I love him. And this is no fault of his necessarily outside of storyline. But I just... It's, this show left a real bad taste in my mouth. I mean, it did, I. The last half an hour was just, I mean, it was great, because it skips to the end, and then the end's like two seconds. Great. Um, elsewhere, other than Brock being funny, like, it's bad enough watching WWE try to do comedy at the best of times, when you've got an actually gifted comedic performer in Brock Lesnar doing really funny, jolly things the actual bad comedy is all the more pronounced, mm. like Mad Cat, Moss, Drew McIntyre. Well, I liked his jokes. <laughs> Mad Cat, Moss, Drew McIntyre. Just doing the worst patter imaginable. Pies. Hey, is that being the one we used to do the patter about? Oh, I just don't know where the next money's going to come from, love. I think we're going to have to shut down that. Bling. How's it going, pals? I want to buy some ripe tomatoes. <laughs> they don't have to look bad at all. They'll just, just pretend they're bad. I, he wouldn't say that now, would he? How would he say he wanted to buy some pies now? pies. Anyway, so. I want pies again. <laughs> oh, 
for a pint of woman's face. Huh? <laughs> Just to be clear, Vince, you mean an actual pie. <laughs> right, okay. Start the show. Brock Lesnar comes out. He's back. Uh, Cole notes he has paid the million dollar fine. Uh, and the fans are chanting, Suplex City. And he gets on the mic and says he's back. And he's here to go after the Universal Championship. And he's about to explain how he got out of his suspension. Just in trying after all the bollocks of Survivor Series, etc. And suddenly, Sami Zayn interrupts. He comes down to the ring, talks about how much they've got in common. They're both Canadian. Uh, he says he lost what he's done with his hair. Um, and Lesnar just goes, I'm going to stop you right there. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> uh, he says, look, you're, you're a fan? What, what's going on here? And he talks about hunting in Saskatchewan and says, well, you know, basically, I could kill you right now if I wanted to. Uh, and Zayn says, right, well, uh, let me explain, sir. Uh, I am the number one contender for the Universal Championship. And that this, this is hilarious to Brock. He, he starts guffawing away and saying, that, all right, so when I wasn't around, when I got suspended, the number one contendership has gone to you. And Zayn said, yeah, yeah, I know, look, blah, 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 Black Friday thing that they did last week. Uh, he said, look. I know, you know, you come back, I'm talking about the Universal Championship, Zane, this is. Uh, he says, well, after I defeat Roman Reigns at day one, you, my friend, are first in line. And Lesnar goes, uh, just wonderful this, I thought. Lesnar goes, you don't need to wait till day one. Why are you, why are you doing it tonight in Texas? Crowd, yeah, brilliant, yeah. And Zane says, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to wait till... Wait till day one. And uh, he's, I've got a bad hip. I'm not really ready. And did you see the usual sort of menacing nature of Brock starts coming to the fore? And he says, No, come on. You'll do the title shot tonight, right? It's getting a bit more intense here. And saying again, Thanks, but no thanks, sort of thing. But as he sort of says, Thanks, but no thanks. He makes the fatal mistake of putting his hand on Brock Lesnar. And Zayn says, oh, oh, yeah, I know. I've messed up there. I know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have touched you. I apologize. And Lesnar just slowly takes Sami Zayn's hand off his chest and does that slow twist, literally twisting his arm until Zayn went, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I will fight for the title tonight. And then at that moment, Brock's like, brilliant, fantastic. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Don't worry, you worry, buddy. I'll be right down here. I'll be right by your side to watch you win this Universal Championship and beat Roman Reigns and then maybe go on to face me at day one. And Zayn suddenly gets imbued with this sense of confidence and says, yeah, I am. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to be Universal Champion. Cut backstage. We'll do this all in one go. Cut backstage. He's there with Sonya Deville. Trying to weasel his way out of it again, let's be honest, uh, until Sonya Deville notes that Adam Pearce isn't there. And in the midst of all this... Brock Lesnar's walked up, um, and as much as Sami Zayn has said, oh, I actually didn't mean it, I put my foot in my mouth when I actually asked for the match. Uh, I'd quite like on a different night. In comes Lesnar, and he says, no, no, you, you, want, you want the match tonight, don't you? He goes, yeah, yeah, I've, I don't know what I'm saying there. Yeah, 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 I would like that, I would like that. And then, yes, Sonya Deville confirms the match is tonight. She's in charge, and 
Lesnar gets the winner at day one. What do you make of this opening? Provided you expect and want Sami Zayn to be reborn once again as El Generico and AEW at some point in 2022, this is great. I enjoyed this knowing what I know what they think of Sami Zayn, even though I think he's been hopelessly squandered. Sami Zayn's so talented that he can do this really unforgiving role incredibly well. Yes. He's so above this, and yet even when he lowers himself to being a total dickweed conspiracy theorist coward in WWE, he's still incredibly entertaining. The chemistry with Brock Lesnar was great. Brock Lesnar, not only is he great at comedy, but he's the best guy possible to do WWE comedy because he's so terrifying that as you very um as you performed very well in that lovely dramatic reading, mm-hmm. he can just dial up the menace ever so slightly. He can change the atmosphere with like yeah just the knob going higher and higher and higher up. Reminded me a bit of you remember that being in Ocean's Eleven when Bernie Mac goes to like rent a van. I've never seen the film. He's he basically goes to rent this van and he, he says to the bloke, you know, he's got this he, he's trying always trying to save money and what have you. And the bloke's offering him a deal and he says, you know what? Yeah, fantastic. Let's shake on that. And he shakes the bloke's hand and then he won't let the man's hand go. And he can see it's getting redder and redder and he's slowly crushing this man's hand. And the moment I remember is he goes, you know what, actually, because he's been trying to negotiate and this bloke's been playing quite hardball with him. But at the moment he realizes he's going to break my hand, he goes... Maybe maybe we could negotiate down to seven six thousand or is that you do that for me? It's just a brilliant yeah. dichotomy of it all. In his class, because it's Brock friggin' Lesnar, he could <laughs> he could do comedy for like four years straight and then he could kill someone and say, like, All right, well he's got his heat back because he's the most terrifying guy who's probably ever been in wrestling, at least in the twenty first century. Um, Have you ever noticed how Sable leaves the toilet seat up? That's the joke. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, provided you don't expect Sami Zayn or aren't invested in the idea of Sami Zayn being the best version of himself, this is I tremendously entertaining. Money. I didn't win him money in the bank at one point. Well, that's because you're a fool. Yeah. Yeah, that, this 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 is the personification of... Like that indie star, dear. Let's see how that plays out in the next two hours. As with everything, I thought this was an enjoyably funny segment of WWE TV. But as with everything else, the more you think about it, you basically got Brock Lesnar saying, oh, well, I don't know what, what happened on the show when I was suspended because I wasn't going to watch it. So the implication is the show's so bad that the top star isn't going to watch it. He said that before as well, didn't he? Yeah, he why would I watch a show, Paul? Why would I watch a show? <laughs> and Sami Zayn is the biggest geek alive. Yeah, who are you? Are you a fan? What's yeah. This? I mean, this, is, this is what's left when I'm not here. Uh, and then uh, WWE doubled down on, don't think about it. Is what I like to call it, which is then being like, don't think about how badly we've treated someone like Sami Zayn, who is the, the perfect, ba- like, two perfect baby faces came through from NXT. El- Bailey and Sami Zayn. Yeah, El Generico in the 21st century made a baby face a baby face again. Like, everyone had to have some kind of edge to them, some kind of vicious side, some kind of ass kicking side. El Generico was just this absolutely beaming, incredibly explosive, endearing baby face. And he made something unfashionable fashionable again, and now he's doing this. Mm. It was when I think it was the moment that changed is when he ran into Braun Strowman, and they went, Ugh. "Yeah, you're really annoying." Yeah, imagine wanting to be good at your craft. That won't do. The premier wrestling promotion on the planet. You can't be good here. You can't want to be good here. He's trying to grab the brass ring by really thinking about his work, and they're all just saying, "Ah, oh, he's a geek." Mm. He's trying to grab 
brass ring. I can't quite remember, right? <laughs> and then, well, it's continued by, next up we had Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. Potential WrestleMania main event for me, right there, but not in their eyes. And they doubled down on that fact by airing a little video package to highlight Shayna Baszler's domination, her strengths and her viciousness as well. With footage of Nia Jax and Eva Marie getting injured uh, and her stamping on her arms as they were on the steel steps. And then Pat McAfee said, it's like it's called the Future Endeavors kick. It just popular out of work. It's one of those where about a few years ago, if they did something like this, it would be news. It would be something to get outraged over. And at this point, WWE could burn down an orphanage. And I would just think, that's what they do. Seriously, they could do anything at this point. WWE stands the Vincels on Twitter would somehow defend it. Yeah. Well, they don't even count towards the demo, so what does it matter? <laughs> Sorry? Anyway, so we got this match. It's great for what it was. It's Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. They could go out blindfolded and have a great match. They're so if AEW burned down an orphanage, you would think it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Banks gets the advantage early on, but, but Shayna Baszler is this submission expert. So she keeps catching her. She catches earlier on in the uh, Kira Feuda clutch, and uh, Banks eventually fights out of it. Goes to do a uh, sliding drop, baseball slide uh, to the outside. Uh, Shayna's been sent out there as, as part of Banks fighting out of this. Uh, but Shayna catches her and, and goes after the legs again, but eventually Banks fights out of it, hits a nice meteora off the apron uh, to take us into a break. When we come back, uh, Baszler is just battering uh, Sasha with knees in the corner. Nice gut wrench slam for a two count. Banks fights back eventually. Uh, she hits a tornado DDT for a near fall. Baszler misses a knee in the corner. Banks tries to roll her up, but gets caught again in the Kira Feuda clutch. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to do that thing that Becky did at Mania where they just roll out. And she hasn't learned to, to just let go of the hold. Thankfully, that wasn't it. But in amongst her... Sasha Banks rolling to try and get out of it and, and pin Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna had to let go of the move, and Sasha caught her in the bank statement. Baszler br- uh, gets free, hits another great knee on Sasha Banks, goes for another gut wrench, but Banks rolls through and pins Shayna Baszler for the victory. The finish was excellent. Um, moments of sloppiness aside, and there weren't many, but there were enough. Those moments aside, I was given... I, I, Really bad WWE trademark, and what I mean by that is it was a cruel glimpse into a match that would be really excellent if you were given any kind of reason to care about mm. it. Um, it's a shame to watch Sasha Banks, like, trying to summon something from the audience. Like, come on, give us something, give us something, I'm doing the comeback here. It's like, with performances talented, with complementary movesets, certain sequences in this match I thought were excellent, but again that the parts were better than the whole because the whole, you just, it was just given to you with no promotion, no reason to care. No. Like if you just had this, like, oh, this week, it's going to, like, next week rather, it's going to be this match that you thought, oh, I might have cared about this once upon a time. Maybe I'll care about it this week. And it just, just wrestling happens. But because it's these two and they work really well together most of the way, it was really good wrestling happening in front of you, but because it just happens in front of you, it's hard to invest. It was reflected, echoed in the crowd reaction. It's baffling that, I'm not saying that they sh- you know, shouldn't have had this match, but it's baffling that they aired the video package to hype up Sash- uh, to hype up Shayna. And I'm not saying she should have won either, but air it, and then she beat Sasha, uh, then she loses to Sasha Banks. 
And I was like, what was the point of that then? Because oh, you made me go, you've gone, care about this person. She's literally, she's taken people so far out that if you don't know about it, I don't know how you would, but some people maybe, just to put clueless to the, the future endeavouring of stars, she's ended these two women's careers effectively. You haven't seen them since in WWE. Um, but then she's susceptible to a roll up because it's so stop start with Shane. I know, I know, I'm you know like a broken record here. It's you never going to change. Just it's nice that you care. I wish I could care. Sometimes yes. it'll make for better content, but at the same time, I'm not incredibly naive like a goldfish. So, <laughs> so uh, in the back, uh, Postman Pierce is uh, on the phone with uh, Sonia Deville. He's slightly concerned about not only the main event, but even showing up to the show, considering history with uh, Brock Lesnar. And he says maybe I should just stay here and remember the Alamo. Which I don't know why that tickled me so much because she goes, "Remember the Alamo." Uh, he notes he didn't lift uh, Lesnar's suspension, and uh, I did. He just sort of says to Sonia, "Good luck with tonight. I won't be showing up." Um, and Drew McIntyre shows up and is not happy about not being involved in that battle royal from last week. Uh, and Sonia Deville passes that off as Postman Pierce's decision, and he says, "Well, tell Pierce I'm looking for him." Then we get happy talk, Madcap. Madcap, yeah, this is what you get stuck with on on Mondays after SmackDown. Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin are out. They're talking about the Battle Royal as well. They talk about eliminating a load of wrestlers. And then, obviously, the bit where Corbin eliminated Moss. And Moss looks serious, troubled for a moment. <laughs> That's fine. No, I don't care. It doesn't even, it's a title shot. Who cares? Uh, we, I'll get I'll, start, <laughs> I'll get more. Um, and... Uh, then they talk about the fact that Jeff Hardy had thought he'd won, and they said he fried so many brain cells he didn't realise Sami Zayn was in the Battle Royal. Ooh. Which, after the news stories this weekend, we're going to rapidly move along from to some genuinely good comedy. <laughs> Shut up. What would you call Jeff Hardy if he were a woman with a child? A swanton mom. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, man. He that was only he, my, was my face. He did, he did a face. Yeah, he, he, he's made me... He's made you think that I laughed at that. He did a stupid face, like a stupid bastard. <laughs> Just delete the silence as well. So <laughs> yeah. immediately pop for it. Um, what do you call Drew McIntyre? Check in on their list of Battle Royal contestants. A Scottish warrior. See, this didn't immediately land with me. This great joke, right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I thought he was a Scottish Terminator. <laughs> Then he was a Scottish psychopath. Scottish psychopath, I remember, yeah. So is, this, is he the Scottish warrior now? Is that his nickname? I don't know. There's so much better. I reckon I could write a better joke in about two minutes, but yeah. that's not where the heat is. Yes, exactly. The heat is they tell rubbish jokes to make you think that the writers are bad, and then question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Why? Surely I've just thought of a better joke, but it, no, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't scan for Americans or something. Well, just tell. Like us. that's the rule. Why was the why? Uh, why were we so lucky to be in the Battle Royal last week? We can't waste Scott Free. Because there was no Scottish man in it. Oh, it's as good a fucking joke as what he wrote. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What am I talking about? Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre comes out with Angela the Sword. He points it at Corbin and Moss. What do you call someone who gets eliminated from a major competition? I don't know. The Scottish International Football Team. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I have that one on me, madcap. <laughs> um... So Moss runs out of the ring to, to, to attack Drew McIntyre, but it's all a ruse. Jeff Hardy slides in, twist of fate on Corbin. Moss comes back in, twist of fate on him. Drew McIntyre gets in, claymores uh, Moss as well, and they pose to, to end this segment. Uh, rubbish. <laughs> I absolutely wretched, 
worst of WWE stuff, this. <laughs> I mean, I know that's an unnatural pause, but I've got now else to say. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, we got another video package uh, to introduce Zia Lee, who's going to debut next week. I will say, I, no, no, I, I genuinely think they've, they've presented her very well in these weird sort of cartoon vignettes things that they've been airing. Aye, but they've used the exact same animator as they did for the last Alistair Black character, so I can't really think that her prospects are any less bleak. Well, we'll look forward to previewing that on SmackDown, the SmackDown preview this week, because, well, they'll ruin her within a few weeks, but we'll enjoy it while it lasts. Um, speaking of which, uh, we got the Viking Raiders versus Los Lotharios next. Uh, uh, honestly, in my head, I'm thinking, Skip, it's the wrong bloody review. <laughs> That's tomorrow, yeah. Uh, and the Raiders are doing Raid, Raid. Raid all that as they come out. And uh, early on, Los Lotharios are getting battered. Uh, Eric slams Angel Angel. Which one are we going with? I like Angel. It's nicer to say. Um, slams Angel. And then Eric slams Ivar, obviously, onto Angel. Like the first time we've seen the Viking Raiders, they're acting like, but still. Um, Ivar does that sent on, but uh, Umberto moves Angel out of the way and uh, then hits Ivar with a suicide dive. Tags him. They go for that finisher where it's like one of them's like, I don't know what, contorting one of the others and he's going to drop kick him. And Angel goes, right. He stands in the corner. Normally he goes like, you're a prick, you are. And then drop kicks him in the face. And he went, you're a prick, you are. I'm going to kick you so hard. I hope there's no guitars they play to to distract me. I said, I hope there's no guitars that will play to 
it took a fucking age. This I was watching it on double speed. Now it took it took a lifetime. I, I I was absolutely mystified, and then it was like, ah, oh, it's fake. Yeah, yeah, that's the exact epiphany I had watching this. Oh, oh yeah, it's fake. Because <laughs> what happened is, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura uh, pop up on the announce table, and Boogs start shredding. But <laughs> the moment's gone. <laughs> but that allows uh, the Viking Raiders to recover. But because they're just having too much of a bloody good time with the music. Eric knocks Angel outside to the clothesline, but he's not the legal man Umberto is, and he just rolls up Eric and pins him. And then afterwards, you think, oh, okay, I wasn't really a you know, huge fan of everything that just happened here, but I think this is the Viking Raiders turning heel. They're going to wreck these dudes, and maybe we'll get the old, you know, the War Raiders back, or War Machine on the Indies. <laughs> and then they went, ah, you're all right. Raid, 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 buy the T-shirt. I mean, this is absolutely pathetic. I'm so glad. I mean, maybe I just don't care enough anymore about Twitter discourse. I've said, you know, I've dropped the mutants crack. I don't really care about bad wrestling takes anymore. But maybe that's because I don't hear the, or read rather, the incessant takes that SmackDown is either the best show on television or in fact good. Because there's stuff like this that was as bad when people were saying this. Absolutely wretched. Rick Boogs is an idiot. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is an idiot by proxy by hanging around with this idiot. Got a championship around his waist as well, if you forget about that. Yeah. The Viking Raiders look like geeks here. Angel and Humberto, as a result of the botch, look completely and utterly incompetent. This is a disaster of a segment in which everyone looked like an idiot. I've got no hope for anyone's prospects in it going forward because, yeah, fair enough, they've mostly not stop-started with Shinsuke. So if you cared about him to a degree, you think, I can invest somewhat in this. Like Angel, Humberto, Viking Raiders are on that absolute conveyor belt of you care about them, then they disappear from view. You care about them, then you disappear from view everyone's an arsehole and everyone's a moron, everyone's a geek, and they're not even there half the time. Do you know what the... Uh, I'm, I didn't. I just saw this when I was looking up the TV reports. This. Do you know what the main event of main event was this week? Or at least one of the matches. I don't think I've checked was. the results in, like, years. No, but I just I just saw this and it popped me. It was T-Bar versus... Get rid of Jesus wept. Uh, it's, the weirdest thing about this match is that you got, like, a bit of a... Viking Raiders' greatest hits before the yeah. rubbish finish. And it's like, they were, you were right, acting like it was their debut. Mm. And this is even more cursed debut than the actual debut as the Viking experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, let's move on. Uh, we recap. Hey, these guys are pretty good. It's like, yeah, they're like, they're the champs, haven't they? The, the Raw Tag Team yeah, Champions. Yeah. There's a comment underneath the YouTube video that I watched because I watched this on Saturday morning and I forgot all about it. So I had to do a little bit of... I had to watch the show twice. That's how oh my stupid God. and forgettable it is. I had to watch it. In do what I do. Watch it Sunday night. It's yeah, clip form. Um, and someone underneath was going, great tag team for the future, both of these. Like, what are those tag team champions? Yeah. It's like watching AEW and watching the Young Bucks and going, great tag team champions. He'll be in the champions, man. Uh, right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, we got a recap of Tony Storm getting cream pie, uh, getting hit with two pies. Last week. Piece of trash. <laughs> and then we, she gets interviewed backstage. Uh, and she says, oh, might as well be Tony Two Pies. Who, who would ever say that as a sentence? I'm surprised no one's calling me Tony Two Pies. That's like, right, you know when you're at school and some prick 
like nails you with a nickname and you're so desperate to not make it yes. a thing. And I'm Sage. <laughs> I'm, I'm still Sage. Still Sage. Uh, we had that <laughs> at university. One lad dropped his keys in the, you know, just the, uh, just his uh, room keys in the toilet once because he was a bit pissed. Uh, and he's forever, I don't even know what his surname is now. He's, he's always been Pooey Joe since then. I think, I don't know if I said this before, but like there was two Chris's in first year uni, right? Yeah. And um, there was like, a, oh, Chris, I don't know the other one. And someone was like, oh, it's happened at school. And I'm thinking, you stupid asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. You, compl- you played yourself. He played himself because he went, oh, yeah, it's happened to me at school. Oh, God, I ended up getting called Cree. 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 Tell him Cree. Tell him Cree. Cree. Uh, poor Cree. Uh, he's Cree. There was two Adams in my... I can't be asked to talk about this, so we're just going to talk about this instead. Um, there was two Adams in my block, first year of uni. Two Adams, me and another one. Now, I'd like to think... It's a fairly like distinctive thing. If you're going to pick just Adam and me... You're going to go Specky Adam, Ginger Adam, Lanky Adam, whatever you want. No, I was just Adam. He was Fat Adam. So they- <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, right? WWE babyfaces are such pitiful geeks that in these scenarios, like these pretty cruel real-life scenarios we've just uh, gifted the listeners, yeah. it's the equivalent of um, someone you just hear a, poof, a door opening and going, did somebody ask for Cree? <laughs> somebody say Tony Tupies? Hey, it's Fat Adam here. <laughs> you don't want to make that a thing. You don't be able to remember this. <coughs> she should be kept up at night, uh, worrying that she got cream pie twice in the face. <laughs> she said, I don't care how much Charlotte embarrasses me, I'm going to win the world title. Uh, hey, did anyone say Johnny Rollups? <laughs> That's what our name's going to be next week. What else is going on? So, uh, what happened next? Oh, yeah, Jey Uso versus uh, King Woods, which we're not going to talk about because it ended in a DQ, but I'll talk about the promo that came I didn't think the work in this match was any good. No. Considering, like, uh, things were getting missed, it just looked like these guys who've worked together for a million years were just doing stuff in autopilot. Like, I didn't... Certain strikes just weren't connecting. Like, this was such automatic stuff. Yeah. um, So... Beforehand, the Usos come out to a huge reaction. Usos chance left, right, and center. The tag team heels in the bloodline, but still. Um, they take the piss out of Zayn for getting scared of Lesnar, and they said Reigns is going to smash it, smash him and then smash Lesnar. Uh, King Woods eventually interrupts. Nothing of no other than that was said, basically. We the ones for five minutes, effectively. Um, King Woods comes out and says, yeah, look. You know, because they said, oh, we're going to smash him like we smashed... King Woods' crown, by the way. Uh, and Woods says, oh, yeah, I don't have my crown, but I do have something special for the fans. It's the hand of the king. Kofi Kingston has returned. Fantastic seeing back on our screens. Decent pap. Mm. Uh, and like I said, the match was what it was for two minutes. And then Woods goes up top. Uh, Jimmy Uso interferes. And there's a big brawl between the Usos and the New Day. Uh, we see Roman watching with uh, the wise man, Paul Heyman, in the back. And Reigns says, oh, See that Kingston's back. See Postman Pierce isn't here. Really in the know much for a wise man, are you? Did you know? Is it meant to be able to see through time? I don't know. Did you know Brock Lesnar was going to show up? Um, and Reigns promised later on to smash Zayn. You do a very good job of uh, picking those lottery numbers, did you, Paul? <laughs> um, anyway, but following this match, New Day's hanging out with Aaliyah. 
That's what she does now. She just is there and then asks, then curtsies and leaves so people can get on with the actual show, I suppose. And they announce that they are fighting for the tag titles at day one. Again, right. This was actually the epiphany of, ah, I don't care about bad takes anymore. Because it was about a mo- two months ago, the who's a better tag team, guys? The Usos of the Young Bucks discourse started. It's, like, it's the Young Bucks. Like, it's just the Young Bucks. It's like, well, the Young Bucks, it's doing all the super kit. Ah, sorry, can't use that one because the Usos do that as well. <laughs> hey, yeah, guys, it's the WWE ones, obviously. I don't care about bad wrestling takes until I see something like this. And it's just like, everyone's like, yeah, best feud of all time. Usos New Day. They had an incredible rap battle once. <laughs> Every other time, it's just been like two members from the tag team have a match, it goes two minutes, ends in a DQ. It's been happening for like on and off the entire feud. Uh, absolutely rubbish stuff. I've just received a email. Who's it from? Is it from the bookmakers? It's Hermes. Hey, Hermes with my uh, with a Christmas present for someone. Mm. Uh, well, like if you want they to get Christmas- absolute amateurs. <laughs> if you want to get a Christmas present someone that's more reliable than those bastards. Uh, Apart from any drivers who happen to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, or are delivering uh, the new book. Becoming All Elite, The Rise go. of AEW. Whatculture.bigcartel.com. Anyway, Charlotte Flair comes out. This was great. I loved this. Because uh, a walkout like Romans took, uh, say, five minutes. It was fantastic. Oh, near the end? Uh... Yes, close. Um, Charlotte Flair comes out. She mocks Storm. She says, number one doesn't talk about number two. What are we doing here, then? You literally... And it doesn't you matter. have to build a match, love. Oh, yeah. Um, she says, uh, Storm was the talk of the town because she hit her in the face with two pies. She <laughs> can't let me tell you. Pe- oh, I can't do that. Two so. <laughs> <laughs> pies, Tony. She, uh, she can wash off the pie, but not the stink of embarrassment. Oh my god, I hate scripted promos so much. You think you're so fing clever, don't you? He's all AJ Styles now. That's uh, Apocalypse Now, Vince McMahon there. She's all about uplifting the women on the roster, apparently, Charlotte Flair. Number three and four, maybe, not number two. Shut up. <laughs> she she had thought about Storm's Challenge, and she said, I've got an answer. No. That was literally how long it fucking took for her to get that. She walked off, uh, and she's you know, posing as she walks back up the ramp, oh, turns around, and it's her turn to get cream, but to get hit with a pie fry, Tony Storm, and she laughs at Flair. It's the funniest thing, and Flair screams and shouts for a tissue. Revenge is a dish best served pie. Shut up. I knew that was coming. I just wanted you to not say it. Um, look, let's try and analyze this as a pro wrestling show, even though it isn't a pro wrestling show. God damn it. You see that tweet about the amount of wrestling on... I'm going to find it. You you talk about this. Tony Storm had to look like... Remember when Ricochet was stealing Sheamus's hat and stuff? He's going, hey, he's doing these like, dances. Tony Storm had this like look on her face, like, "Shall I get her? Shall I get her with a pie?" And she was going there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh god, you look like such a geek. You look like an embarrassment, to be honest. Complete nerd. 
like a rapscallion, a prankster, like a total and utter mischief-making prankster dork. How am I possibly meant to get behind this person doing this? Ridiculous, isn't it's it? It's just great. Uh, here we go. 3rd of December, 2021. AW Rampage. 32 minutes of wrestling in one hour. Friday Night Smackdown. 17 minutes of wrestling in two hours. Uh, to which someone responded, this is from Cringe Wrestling Takes on Twitter, which I've really gotten into recently. They followed me, and I, I'm sorry, I had to block them because I was worried that my Cringe Wrestling Takes were going to get <laughs> screenshotted. <laughs> Thought it was a gotcha. No, they've got some good stuff on there. So someone posted that about Smackdown. Uh, and uh, this guy replies, uh, people come to see the superstars. The wrestling is a bonus. It's nothing new. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, when I go to a wrestling show, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I'm lucky to get some wrestling on this show. Yeah, why don't I just look at a picture? <laughs> right, then we genuinely did get some good wrestling because they went, well, I don't know, get Cesaro and Sheamus to have a five-minute match. Yeah, great. These two work phenomenally together. And Rich Holland, Rich Bloody Holland... Watch Telly normally backstage. He was shot from over the, like, effectively over the shoulder of the television, and he was just looking straight on. So, apparently, straight on, no funny business. I need to see what's going on here. It would have been funny if it spun around and he was just watching Corrie or something. <laughs> what's this? James is fine. I've got... I've got a free Deirdre first. So, what year is it? Okay. Uh, Seamus has told Ridge to stay in the back and take notes, effectively. And they just kick the crap out of each other because they've just worked for so many years together. They are great. Just fucking uppercuts. Uppercut, uppercut. European uppercut, Pat McAfee. was like, oh, they're from Europe, both of them. Thanks, Pat. He's saying I'm from Europe, too. Eat <laughs> <laughs> him. Um... Cesaro eventually fights out of a, a, a chin lock, load of forearms, sends him over the top rope, uh, and then hits that great running uppercut as he's sort of perched on the barricade. Cesaro's so bloody good. Uh, shout out to Rob, I think his name was. We met him in the pub last hey, week. Hey, Rob. He was a massive Cesaro fan. And we not a fan him. of me. He said he's a reformed Sidgwick troll. There we go. But he said, uh, yeah, he said, I'm a huge fan of Cesaro, and we both, all of us, to be fair, even he did. He said... Uh, yeah, I know. Give it up, son. I know. Rich Bloody Holland's here to clean him up. Um, so, uh, as Cesaro's getting back in the ring, he gets hit with a knee by Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus beats down Cesaro, mocks Cesaro, praises Holland, uh, and then Cesaro, it, you know, like, what is this? It's just, a, I love how committed they fucking are, these two. Cesaro yells at him like, you're like my brother! And I was like, I was like, oh, that's a bit intense, isn't it? He's doing the, you know, whatever it's called, Chelsea smile or something with him. Uh, anyway, Sheamus uh, eventually fights out of it uh, and hits the brogue kick for the one, two, three. Great little match, this. Oh, I hate it when you get excited about something rubbish, Wilborn man. I have to piss on your chips. <laughs> the exposition, monologues. Oh, no, the, yeah, the, the the brother thing was too far, too far for me. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah. You don't have to change your opinion? No, no, I, I, I was like, that's a bit much. Like, like my brother, I was like, it's a four-minute match. Lads. It's a four-minute match on telly, lads. Like, oh my god! Like, I was quite enjoying the like. There's a certain genre of WWE TV matches that I just can't believe that we get in 2021, and I'm not unhappy about it at all. Mm. McIntyre, Sheamus, Cesaro, like booting each other right into the bloody like into the midair. It's great, and then they ruin it with a stupid storytelling. That's story showing, is it? It's storytelling. 
stupid exposition monologues that beat the guy in four minutes, and I'm still going to have to go on Squared Circle in about four months' time. Cesaro's, yeah, 2020, maybe not. Yeah, fair. Uh, right, uh, can we have uh, Stephanie McMahon? No, we've got Stephanie McMahon at home. Uh, her name's Sonia Deville, um, because Naomi goes up to her backstage saying, I can't even enjoy my bloody win last week because you were there and I thought you were going to be a nightmare. You've, you've, you've tried to, checks notes, kill my glow. Um, and she asks for a one-on-one match with Sonia Deville. Sonia says, ah, absolutely. When I take off this suit, we'll have a match. And uh, but she says, as long as I'm wearing this suit, I'm I'm your boss. And if you make so much as lay a finger on me, you'll get fired. Naomi says, so are we having the match or not? And Sonia laughs and slaps the taste out of her mouth and accepts. Right. If Sonia Deville tries to duck out of the match next week, right? Which she will. Naomi should kick her face in. After that, what? I should have a good one as a baby face. Every time I catch myself doing like a scenario or an idea or a take of any kind on this company, I remember, oh, it's about this company. You're doing the take on, so what <laughs> different? Doesn't matter if you see. You should beat her brains in yeah. if they're trying to duck out the match. And then maybe if she hits her so hard, Sonia Deville will think, uh, nah, I have to get my hands on you. Yeah. She looked like such an idiot here. She looked like an idiot throughout this entire feud, which I hate. It has had real potential in like the first couple of weeks because we were, talk- you know, people were speculating about her suddenly aligning with the bloodline because it wasn't like Sonya was an out and out heel. She's just being nasty to her, and then they were like, "Oh, that's too, that's too much of uh, coloring outside the lines." That is bad person, good person, fight like Steve Austin, who was famously involved in a authority figure storyline in which he was being like, whatever. He didn't get slapped off Vince McMahon and do nothing. No, exactly. There's a way to write these. Maybe stop writing them. It's been 22 years. <laughs> right. Time for the main event. Oh, thank God. Um, Skip to the end. Sammy Zayn's made his entrance, by the way, before Naomi thing. Uh, Zayn is on the mic. He says, look, this might be the biggest night in my career. This could be the night I become universal champion. Uh, he promised to win the title, in fact, but he said, uh, I will not thank each and every one of you, effectively. Uh, he says the only person he's got to thank is, is Brock Lesnar. Uh, he said he didn't want to win the title in Texas, but you know what? It's his least favorite U.S. state. Yes, Brock convinced him. Uh, Lesnar comes down to the ring, and uh, Zane again praises him, thanks him, and says, hey, you know, when I do win, maybe, uh, maybe you'll have a better chance, you know, than you would against Roman Reigns. I mean... Pretty bad track record recently against Roman. If, again, just brilliant from Sami Zayn. Just, Sami, don't don't say that out loud, mate. We all know it, but don't say it. And Lesnar, of course, snaps. German suplexes him left, right, and center. F5. Another F5. There's a, there's a one more time, Jan. Another F5. And Lesnar sort of props the lifeless corpse of Sami Zayn up in the corner. And Roman and leaves, and then Roman makes his long entrance. And I thought, okay, skip, 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 skip. Oh, there's only two minutes left of the show. Fantastic. Uh, he comes down, he's flanked by the Usos and, and Paul Heyman. And the Usos pick him. Zane is slumped down now. Pick him up and put him in the corner. And I went, cool. So the ref can ask him if he's ready to fight because this is a title match. You can't just go, well, two people in the ring, let's start it. And the ref just went, ring the bell. 
And the, the, the KO'd Sami Zayn's just there, gets hit with a spear. And I did like the fact that Roman Reigns went, I'm going to guillotine him. I'm going to guillotine submission him, despite the fact he's been battered left, right, and center. I could pin him with my little finger. Guillotine submission, 16 seconds. Reigns and the Uso celebrate, and they confirm it will be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at day one. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at day one. Great. Fantastic. Funny. Right? But, and I know I shouldn't, why do I still hold out this this hope? They really screwed Sami Zayn. They did. I, I, know, I know that I didn't expect him to, to maybe come close to winning the title, but I just thought, Oh, like you've just, again, the rules gone out the window with with what? So if so, if I was fighting someone for the title and I sent Brock down and he kicked the crap out of him, and then I got in the ring, the ref would just go ring the bell. Like, what the hell's going on here? I mean, it's pretty awful. Um, even though I don't like the idea of Sami Zayn being a pawn in the game, the fact that there was a pawn in the game was some kind of a thread of storytelling. Like That's a graphic made, didn't and, they? Uh, Will it be Sami and Brock at day one? There were genuinely little tiny details like that that I thought were good. Another additional detail that I thought was good was just the, the juxtaposition of the scene of a totally beaten competitor who was there for the taking in Roman Reigns still so cocksure, still absolutely ardent in his ability that he could beat him. Still did the full entrance. I like the I did like this. Yeah. The longer it went on, it was kind of a weird sort of bizarre scene and how it was blocked and how it was arranged. But it's a game between Roman and Brock of who can just beat the piss out of this little piss and who could treat him with the most disdain gets like the dreaded momentum. I didn't hate. They could have shaved five minutes off it. I didn't really hate that beat. I hate it because everyone likes Sami Zayn and he's capable of so much better. But, you know, God damn it, he's an idiot if he doesn't leave to do better. So at this stage, it's it's fine. If you're going to work with no expectations of what Sami Zayn is going to get booked like, this is genuinely quite a fun, like, quirky style of presenting some segments of television. Um but yeah, I just like the contrast between Roman Reigns still doing the entrance. And the guillotine submission. Yeah, it was, it's like, it was quite a blackly funny episode of SmackDown for a combined 35 minutes when the main event was sort of unfolding, but everything else was just absolutely crap. Well, let's know your thoughts on uh, on SmackDown on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why should they? You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. My word, are you getting your money's worth today? AW Rampage... <laughs> It's not even your money. It's free of charge. AW <laughs> Rampage review, NXT War Games review, Raw preview all coming out today and tomorrow, of course. We'll be previewing NXT Dubai oh! and reviewing Monday Night Raw. So subscribe to What Called Dressing to get that in your feed. But for now, this has been the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. <laughs>